This is the Squared Goal Podcast with Mark Morris and Jared Maruyama. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Squared Co. Podcast. I am your host, Mark Morris. And with me again is my co-host, Jared Maruyama. <laughs> yeah, I think it, I think the other way was better when there was more silliness with the intro. That was... Uh, that was that was too serious. No, no, no. You? That was that was not serious. That was crazy. That was a game show <laughs> intro there. I don't know. It's not like I my mind goes blank mm-hmm. right when we record and I just go with whatever comes. I believe out. that just just <laughs> I just roll with it. Right. You know, when we first started, I would try to come up with something. I think you took you were more clever in our very first few. episodes. Oh, yeah. That's embarrassing, though. I don't even want to. And then. Yeah. And then it it's uh, now it's just a I don't know a, like a roulette. No idea what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But Jared, I doubt you are aware of this. Maybe you are. You thought about this, but I'm going to go ahead and call this our anniversary episode because what? so we actually missed the anniversary of our first recording, which would would have been back in April. Um, but when this releases it's going to be probably the closest episode to our first our number one released episode last year oh so when the the release the anniversary of the first release will be about the same time as this release so this is officially unofficially our one year anniversary episode really for the podcast yeah no i had no idea i had no idea that was coming we should probably be better about Mm -hmm. that (laughs) (laughs) And what is this is going to be episode 56? Is that right? Yeah. So how do you feel after having one year of podcasting under your belt? This uh, something you can add to the resume, podcasting professional? No, absolutely not. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I guess I thought we'd be better by now. <laughs> uh, being uh, a year. But I guess, I, I think we were thinking in terms more of episodes than we were in time. Yeah, it is. It is. I have to agree with you. It is somewhat embarrassing. Um, the amount. So it, it's weird though, because if, if I look back, I see a lot of growth mm-hmm. and stuff we do better. And I also see a lot of not growth and things that I feel like we should be doing better. Mm-hmm. And when I say we, a lot of that, I just mean me. Yes, I would agree with that very much so. No, I, I think uh, the interviews have gotten better. <laughs> and also worse, <laughs> if that's possible. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, uh, maybe it's, it's but, the, the caliber of guests has stayed pretty good, though, I think. For yeah, me. We started yes. off oh, definitely. big. And uh, yeah, so I don't know. It's it's we we had that break, and I think that break actually threw me more for a loop than I had anticipated. Yeah, it, it felt like starting over to a certain degree, and I still feel like we're starting over. But well, um, now because we we do this like once every other week instead of weekly, mm-hmm. I think that gap has made a much bigger uh, impact than I thought it would. 
I would say I am much more comfortable listening to my own voice. I still hate it. Oh yeah, but me too. I can I can listen to the episode now and try to have some takeaways about what we could do better or how to answer questions or even ask questions better. So I don't know. I, you know, I, the the thing is, is it's still pretty fun to do. Like I still get excited. Like when we did the solo review last time, like those are oh, yeah. some of the most fun episodes we do. I think when it's casual, when we don't know the guests particularly well, if one of us is not like friends with the guest, it's a little harder because I want them to be comfortable. So it's, it gets a little formal, but whenever we're just talking, I think it's the most fun. Oh yeah, definitely. I like the, the, these recap episodes because it's so casual. Mm -hmm. Um, not that, you know, getting to know a new creative is really fun too, but it's, I feel like there's so much pressure. It's like, it's even though I'm, or we are doing the interviewing, it mm-hmm. did, it does feel like an interview. Like, you know, it's a nervous kind of interaction. I'm trying to impress this other person, even though they don't care about anything I'm doing. It's like, yeah, I shouldn't be trying to impress them, but for some weird reason, I've got that like kind of thought process in the back of my head as we're doing all these. Well, I think it, everything gets heightened when it's a guest, because like if we have an audio problem with just us, it's fine. When it's with a guest, it feels more pressing and uh, like an emergency. Like you want them to, uh, you know, not have to waste any time and, and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, it. it's like having someone over to your house, right? If it's your friends, you don't care. But if it's someone you've never met before, it's a lot. You clean up the house. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's what it feels like. Like we want to make it seem like, oh. Uh, is that why your house was such a mess when I came to visit you? Yes. Because you don't care? Because I could care less. Oh, it's just stupid, Mark. <laughs> um, but, you know, one thing that I do like and enjoy about having this podcast and, mm. you know, Squirtco in general for a few years now is that, we're starting to kind of build a little community mm-hmm. and we're doing some things to try and um, grow the community, uh, which I'll talk to talk about in a little bit here. But something that I feel kind of bad about Uh-oh. for Christmas, I got I was a part of the what do you the Secret Santa through the Master of One podcast. Mm-hmm. They did in their Slack channel. They had a Secret Santa and I got. Um, Patrick, better known as Jedi Robbies. I, I think I'm saying that correctly. Sorry if I got it wrong, Patrick. Um, but, uh, he was the secret Santa to give me a gift and Mm -hmm. he went above and beyond. So I got, he made, um, like a mock logo of the Squared Co. podcast using Ninja Turtles logo. So, Ah. Like, how would you just, you know what I'm trying to say? Like he took the, the Ninja Turtles logo, but switched the words around to say Squared Co. Podcast. Oh, that's very cool. So that was cool. He actually hand painted that and gave it to me on a canvas. Oh, Um, wow. Yeah. So he actually spent a lot of time in that. And even more impressive, you will hear this at the end of this episode, he did uh, some sort of a cover. I don't know. It's not a cover. He changed the lyrics to, um, was it Arabian Nights from Aladdin? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he made his own lyrics talking about this podcast, talking about Jared and I and sort of the the stupid things that we do within this show. Um, and it just, it, it goes to show that he actually listens to this podcast <laughs> and he created a song for us and like 
I feel bad that I didn't bring it up at the end of the year, but I think the one year anniversary for the podcast is a good opportunity to talk about community and this really, really nice gift that uh, he gave us. Well, that's great. Uh, Patrick, that's, uh, I did get to hear it already. I have heard this track. It's great. It's, it's, uh, he's a singer guy. He does a lot of little Instagram yes. videos <laughs> of him singing in the car and, and it's a lot of fun, a lot of Disney stuff too. Um, so yeah, so we're going to play that at the end of this episode. Um, but we can leave a link to his Instagram, mm-hmm. social media, just as a thank you. I really do appreciate it. And this is definitely one of the, the, I wouldn't say hidden benefits, but something that I wasn't anticipating, you know, having actual fans of this show um, and people that actually listen to this regularly mm-hmm. that aren't just already friends or people that we know. Um, mm-hmm. We talked about this before, too, but at Decon last year, we got cookies delivered to us. So <laughs> there's all sorts of fun um, goodies that have come just as a result of having this show. I am always amazed when I actually, because a lot of people know that we have the podcast, they don't necessarily listen. I don't blame them. I don't hold it against <laughs> them. <laughs> but when someone mentioned something to me that was said on a show, whether it's just a small joke or something, it always takes me like aback a little that I'm like, oh my gosh, people are actually listening to this. Not a lot of people, but <laughs> that they are that they are listening and retaining any of this is just is just amazing. And we are grateful for every single one of you. <laughs> Yes, so, definitely. Uh, thank you for that. As we reflect on one year of uh, <laughs> garbage. So anyway. I, I want to talk a little bit more about um, community. So we're always trying to find new ways to engage with our listeners and our followers online. And, you know, Jared, we talked about this a couple of months ago, or maybe it was the last month's recap. Mm-hmm. You came up with a quickie Mickey prompt, right? Um, which just blew up. And, you know, behind the scenes, we were talking about a way to try and come up with our own version of that that would, uh, I don't know, grow the Squared Co. community. So if you're listening to this, um, this is the first month that we have created our hashtag Squared Co. Create, which is going to be a monthly prompt where we'll give you um, some sort of a prompt to create something um, and share it with, with us, I guess. And Very this elegant. month, yeah, <laughs> uh, just if, if that made no sense, which it probably didn't go check out our, uh, <laughs> all of our social media. I think we've posted at least one picture about squared co-create on there. Um, but go ahead and check out one of the squared co-create posts. Um, but this month is because Jurassic world is coming out. We decided to do, something Jurassic themed and is Jurassic June, where we encourage you guys to share a dino related um, piece of artwork. So mm-hmm. I know for you already, you've done two. You shared mm-hmm. with us that um, the live action, like Muppet puppets show <laughs> from the nineties that was yes. on ABC, I think. Yes. Um, just called Dino. Was it dinosaur or dinosaurs? I think dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with the, the really annoying baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and then today or yesterday, or depending on when you're listening to this, a week ago, you posted your second entry, which was Dino from Flintstones. Right. Right. I'm going through all my pop culture cartoony dinosaurs. I, I'm going to try and do the same. So I so far, I've only done Reptar from Rugrats, mm-hmm. um, but I'm going to try and do one a week just to really... 
I don't know, try and get this out in the into the world and kind of encourage others to jump on the squared co-create hashtag. Um, you have I'm to say it right. You have to say squared co-create. See, I that's can't. the whole. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't. That's the whole I'm point s- of the name. It's co-create. Yes. Well, I'm terrible at explaining things. I'm mm-hmm. really, I'm really glad that you let me just do that, and you don't interrupt to try and make it better. Cause well, it would add to confusion, <laughs> and I don't want to. I don't want to do that. Uh, but, but I will say, I want to say because, like the quickie Mickey thing, the the best thing about that was because we had so many people participate, and you got to see so many different styles, and and I followed a bunch of people based on that thing. Uh, you know, you think you're doing a good job of finding artists, and then you see these things, and it just opens it up to this whole other world of people that you would not have found otherwise. So I think that's kind of what we want to do with this: is to is to not only look for people to follow and to you know admire their work and stuff but like even for squared code to work with people i think it's a good way to find new oh, artists definitely um, yeah um so i mean if if you're listening to this and you are interested in or you want to know how to get our attention this is a great way to do it yeah so make sure if you do participate in this use the hashtag squared co create so squared co underscore create and tag us in your post so this month right. again it's all things dinosaur um, but make sure that you do tag Squared Co. in your post and use the hashtag Squared Co. underscore create. And, um, yeah. and we'll do a new theme every month. And we're going to stick to this uh, until we get a good following on this. <laughs> we're going to stick to it for we're going to do it at least through the end of the year. If if we still only get me and Jared participating, <laughs> we might we might uh, kind of cancel it. So. Please don't make us look any more foolish than we already are. <laughs> and uh, yeah. yes, it'll be participate. Good. Yeah, I'm excited. All right. So I'm going to use this transition of community mm-hmm. into something that we both watched on Netflix. Uh, there's a lot of really cool Netflix toys, uh, like documentaries and stuff going on. Uh, I forgot about this. Yes. There's um, the one that I'm talking about that has... Community is a huge part of it. Is Funko the fun? Mm-hmm. It's uh, called Making Fun. The story of Funko, I think, is the the whole title of this documentary. Mm-hmm. But I, I think we've I've talked about this before. I think there's a there's a big divide within Funko. So if you're a pop culture lover, you either love or hate Funko. There's very few like casual Funko fans that exist. Mm. Um, I'm probably a casual one. I don't. I definitely don't hate it, but I don't. Love everything that they do. I think when they do a product really well, it's awesome. Um, but I really didn't know much about their story. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't know anything about their story until watching this. So it's I'm always interested to see how a company that I admire, like how they got to be so successful. And this was this was a fun little story. And going back to community. Uh, a big part of their success is because there's like a, a Funko community, a, a group of fans that kind of came together because they loved this product so much. Mm-hmm. This was in the early years. And then as they continued to grow, you know, that fandom just grew with it. They actually have uh, there's a name that for these Funko fans, like the hardcore fans, they call them Funnatics. So F-U-N instead of fan, Funnatics. Um, hmm. Those are just the hardcore Funko fans. Um, but you you watched it too, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. I didn't know the story. I, I knew the product and I knew the product from the beginning uh, when they first started with the other the bobbleheads and things like that. But I didn't know that uh, that the guy kind of uh, sort of handed the reins over. Did he sell the co- he didn't did he sell it? I don't remember. Yeah, it, he so I, if I'm remembering the documentary correctly, he sold it to a former fan that had become a friend. Mm-hmm. So he kind of trusted this guy because he knew he was a fan of the brand and would represent this company that he built, uh, you know, the way that he would want somebody to. Uh, And then I think this was like 2004 was when the transition happened. Mm. Um, And then, you know, now if you look at it, it's just a. It's an enormous, enormous company. How do you how do you look at that as what happened in the film here? Because when this second guy comes around, who who was friendly with this guy, it wasn't some corporate takeover thing. Uh, he's the one who really pushed Funko forward. Like, yes, he, he took this great idea, this fun idea, and and he made it extremely corporate uh, on the backside, not not front facing. I don't think front facing it changed very much, uh, but he went after these big licenses. And it's like uh, it seems like his goal was uh, much bigger than what the, the originator had in mind. Uh, not that that's wrong, but how do you feel about that? Like, it seemed like it took this other guy to take Funko to the next level, which is kind of sad, right? You know what I mean? Like, that guy, the originator, left just as this thing explodes to be a, a household name. Yeah, it's, I mean, I don't know. Obviously, all documentaries are kind of told biased or they have a, a, a specific perspective and like a story they're trying to tell because they only have, a, they have a limited um, amount of time to tell a story and they have mm-hmm. to insert some sort of a narrative. So, I mean, it's, this is all the information I have is off of this documentary. But it seemed like a passing of the torch and the original founder just seemed, if I'm remembering this correctly, it was like mid 90s, like maybe 96 to 98 when he started the company. Mm-hmm. And then maybe eight years later was when he sold it. Um, but they were saying that the original guy was just super burnt out. Like he created this company and was working all the time nonstop to make it as successful as it was uh, and he was just burnt out and I think that original founder he was not able to do any like he had reached his capacity Mm -hmm. and like the as he did as much with the company as he could so if it was going to grow something needed to change and luckily he was I don't know able to see that I would guess and hand it off to somebody that could make it what it is today. I mean, the documentary is very affable. It's very friendly about what happened. There's yeah. no, nothing is in there. Like, I think he comes back, doesn't he, at the end to, yeah, to take think, over like the clothing Yeah, so there's, I think within the last maybe three years or so, they've introduced uh, Funko clothing line, which is essentially the illustrations of a lot of their, their uh, vinyl toys put mm-hmm. onto different types of clothing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I get the original founder now full circles come back to work for the company that he started um, and kind of head one of the divisions within this company that is huge now. Yeah, like huge, huge. That's that's kind of my point, I think. It's almost like with like Lucas and Disney. You know what I mean? Like like Lucas builds this thing, it's hugely successful, then hands it off to a bigger company that takes yeah. it 
even wider. I mean, and you net with that's a great example. You never would have thought that Star Wars could get any bigger, and then Disney takes over and it is it is just enormous now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's the one thing that I didn't really like, and I don't know if this is just this is completely true, but I liked the first half a lot um, when it was focusing on the starting of the company and kind of it's, it had mm-hmm. a really grassroots um, yes. beginnings yes. where it's just one guy that had an idea and decided to make bobblehead toys. Uh, and it was kind of cool to see like this out of his house, out of his garage, his parents um, working for him. Yeah, exactly. Like this is all stuff. This is like where I'm at right now. But the one thing that I didn't like, and I don't know if this is just like he was super successful, but I find it hard to believe that there there was literally at least the way they told the story. There was no hardship. It was just I have an idea for a bobblehead, like to make toys, bobblehead toys. I'm going to go to this guy to ask if I can use his character. They said yes. We sold out right away. I went to ten more companies to see if I could use their characters. They all said yes. We sold out of all those. It's like every single step of this guy's journey was just crazy success there was no yeah. real hardships his hardship was he was too successful <laughs> so well, I, I just don't, I it don't was know. it was hard to relate to because I, it was just yeah, too much I, success i think you could assume a certain amount like i bet he's been after star wars and some of these bigger properties forever i bet he was interested in those things and probably Got it. No, I, I think they purposely focused, of course, on the positive, on the things that did sort of make a difference for them. So, you know, there's not much in saying, well, we tried for Star Wars and they said no. It's like, what's the point of saying that? Unless there's some kind of <laughs> horror story or something that goes along with it. I, I see what you're saying, but I, I think they just wanted to paint that picture of like a couple of hardworking guys put together this tiny little company. What I will say was good, though, is that they... They seemed to do what they liked. Like they really went after what they liked. They didn't say what is selling right now, let's do that. Or 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 you know what I mean? Like they went on these road trips for these retro things that they like, these mid-century designs and and that obviously led to like a tiki thing and it led to bobbleheads and things like that. All came out of what they were passionate about. And that's I think the biggest takeaway especially from that early part. Uh, you know, they didn't say, "Oh, well, um whatever." these things are big so we should sell these things and i think that was sort of the moral of that first part of the story i just think look what if you as squared co you take this a few more years you get to a certain level of success and then you sell the company and then it explodes after that how would you feel about that so if that ever happens i would probably i don't think i would sell it outright i Mm. would want a position within the deal where I have some sort of a job or a tie to the company. Maybe it's if it's big enough and they can do it, stock options or something like I would because this is so near and dear to me, I'd have to have a stake in it somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's where the trade would be. Like maybe I don't make the decisions on the top anymore, but I still would feel like I'd have to be involved somehow. Um, but yeah, I I know I have limitations. There's I don't have connections in, you know, within the big name brands, Disney and Star Wars and all those. Mm-hmm. Um, so it probably would take another individual to get Squared Code to that level. Yeah, and I think I'd be fine with it. But yeah, like I said, the one thing is 
I don't think I could sell it outright and just have no ties. It'd have to be connected somehow. Well, that's why I was kind of questioning whether he sold it or not. Because, and I think you're right. I think he did sell it. But um, I, I wonder, like, if you would just uh, hire someone as opposed to, you know what I mean, or, or bring someone in as a partner that could sort of take the company to the next level without you having to sort of turn over the reins. Uh, you know, it sounded like he needed a break. This, yeah, the original yeah, I think guy, that's like definitely he, what it was. He seemed burnt out. But still, like, it seems like there's this, like, especially for me as an artist, I look at it as like, I am interested in drawing and, and doing these things. I want someone else to do that next level crap for me. You know what I mean? Like someone to come in and be all aggressive and, <laughs> and make deals and you don't even have to know about it. And they just come to you and say, they want you to do this. Um, and I'm always wondering if, who are those people out there that are able to do both, you know? Because obviously oh, some people yeah. are. Uh, and I, I'm not that person. Sucks for me. I feel like I'm the, one of the, what is that stupid phrase? Jack of all trades, master of mm-hmm. none. Like, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm good at the relationships and getting things done. And I'm kind of good at art and design, but I'm not really great at either of those. So it's like about the people. I always think like, it's about the people you work with more so than it is just an idea or a concept you could have a great idea but if you can't take that idea to the next level it's not a waste it's just that you'll never get to that next level you know so it's yeah like, and i think for him he was like it's just a perfect place perfect time where pop culture popularity didn't really like it was growing as he had this idea for this company. So mm-hmm. like Funko was growing as everyone's interest in pop culture and collectibles was kind of growing too. I think there's always been people that have been interested in collecting and that sort of thing, but it didn't really hit mainstream until I'm not saying that it was because of him, but the time that he was doing it just happened to line up where people were wanting to figure out a way to, to showcase their, their interests in pop culture and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it definitely, I think it's one of those companies. I mean, you have to look at the finance, like what do you consider success? You know, is it financial success that makes this a great company or is it because they're a household name or is it because they have mm-hmm. absolutely every license under the sun? Um, oh yeah. You know, like which, which, avenue do you consider the most successful part of Funko but yeah I I thought it was a it's definitely worth a viewing whether you're a fan of Funko or not um, like you said it is a little clean (laughs) documentary but it's still interesting to get the basic sort of nuts and bolts of how it how it came to be the last thing about Funko and then we'll move on Um, so they end with kind of the the opening Mm -hmm. of their their new store their flagship store where their headquarters um, is in Washington. It's not Seattle. It's somewhere in Washington. It's like a smaller city in Washington. But I definitely want to go there. We're going to mm-hmm. have to figure out a, a Squared Co. field trip and uh, make our way out to Seattle to see that because it looks so, like so much fun. Yeah. I know both of us are big time consumers and yeah. that just seems like a fun shopping experience. Like even if you don't spend a lot of money there, which I'm sure we both will, the um just the environment and like they have giant um statues of their fun mm-hmm. co-figures they've got all these cool photo ops it just looks like a really fun shopping experience oh definitely i mean even when we were in portland uh, i was like hmm, how far away is that store if we drove 
because I did want to go see it. Um, but yeah, no, I would definitely be up for a visit. I, I'm always excited whenever there's something like that. When you see something taken to that extreme, you know, it's like you can go to a toy store, but if you go to the uh, the toy store in New York, uh, you know, F.A.O. Schwartz, that's always something exciting to see. That, oh, yeah. That store's gone now. And they yeah. could even have the same stuff that you could get at another toy store, but just because the, the uh, you know, the extravagance of those flagship stores i love it oh yeah definitely that's why the toys r us thing is so sad is we're losing that experience with a lot of these physical retail stores Um, but i i don't think kids care (laughs) no they don't i think we do but yeah Yeah. kids don't care yeah the the next all right we're gonna move off of funko but we're gonna stay on netflix and we're gonna stay on toys oh good 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 you know where i'm going so the (laughs) It's an eight-part documentary series. <laughs> uh, that's right. The Toys That Made Us is um, an eight-part documentary series yes. about the toys that we all love. It's uh, Talk about breezy. It's it's a fun show. It like, is. It is. I think uh, I'll be totally honest on this one. I don't think the content is that great. I just love hearing and seeing, seeing these stories told to me about toys um, and an era that I love. So this is mm-hmm. all, so far at least, it's pretty much all like 80s toys, toys that were popular during the 80s. There's a He-Man episode. There's a G.I. Didn't Joe watch episode. That one. Didn't watch that one either. There's a Star Wars episode. There's Star Trek episode. There's a Hello Kitty. So it goes over a lot of these really popular toy brands. Some of them are still popular. Others, not so much. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's just a really fun, I think they're all about 40 to 45 minutes, give or take mm-hmm. episodes. But yeah, it's just really fun time, like looking at the story of these, these companies. The Barbie one was really good, actually. Uh, the Barbie one went really in depth. I think so far the Barbie and the, uh, well, the Star Wars one was good. Uh, the Lego one was pretty good too. I, I the Lego story has been told quite a bit. Um, but yeah. It was Did still, you see the Lego documentary? I think it's called Brick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With, so yeah, that's a much deeper dive. Uh, yeah, uh, I would actually suggest that over the toys that made us one. I don't know if I learned anything new or different. Well, it's like a the, Cliff's Notes of, of yeah. the document. Like it's a good quick take on it. Uh, the Hello Kitty one was good. I didn't, you know, I know kind of a lot about that company. What I didn't know, what I was surprised was the the Hello Kitty store that we went to as kids was the first one in North America. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Do you remember that one? Yes. Very much so. But I didn't know that it was the first one. It wasn't sold to us that way back then. Yeah, there was there was one in my local mall growing up, too. Um, and it's funny. They have like a, a, a 90s commercial during the, do- in the, mm-hmm. the episode for this one where a, a kid's a, f- a male boy, probably like 11 or 12 years old, was like, if you want to be cool, you got to wear Karopi. <laughs> Yeah, I, um, you know, it's funny. I don't know that it's a, like growing up, I liked all toys. So it it was um, like from an early age, I was really into like the concept of it, like Strawberry Shortcake, for example. I didn't have, my sister had the dolls, but I loved the concept of it, that that this was a collectible sort of a thematic set of toys, you know, Mm -hmm. like there was a theme to them. It wasn't just generic dolls or army men or, or things like that, like they were all named after these desserts and they had a little pet and they had these little accessories and it made, they had a little backstory. Um, but 
Yeah, to to think that um, this thing that has no cartoon, no uh, anything else to support it, just became so huge and is still big. That to yes. me is like yeah. that is as much of a goal for me as something like say Disney is for me to to create characters that live that long and and become so ingrained in pop culture. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. Before we move off of uh, Netflix, is there anything in your queue that you watched this past month that you would like to share with the world, Jared? Nothing nothing major, obviously, if I'm having to think about it. Um, All right. Moving right along. But let's stay on toys really quick because I did buy yes, something let's. big. Uh, and it was, sort of a, it was sort of an issue the whole time. So Toys R Us is doing their closeout. I've been watching mm-hmm. that Land Speeder since it came out. $500 when that thing first came out. Uh, oh, yeah. Pretty and steep. then it dropped to 250 not too long after it was released, actually. I, I think there was all these like Christmas discounts and stuff. Then it went to 250 They start having their closing sale. We're watching it. It's like 185 175 Finally, at 125 I bought it. Oh, and, and, and you were a sucker for buying at 125 <laughs> I'm doing because this Because I you. went back later and got it for $100, Jared. Amazing. Absolutely Should amazing. have waited out a little bit longer. It's so, a good thing yes. I'm filthy rich because that $25. <laughs> you that yes. extra 25 But tell me, how did you – like we talked about this. Like I didn't even really know you were looking. But did you have to oh my gosh, hunt for it or like how did you – Yeah, so it's – uh, so it's fun. I this is I like this part of collecting mm-hmm. and like sure. being into a thing is it's not it's not always so like accessible, um, especially now with the internet. Almost everything is super easy to get. You know, mm-hmm. with, with the exception of a limited re- online release, like a right. Rondo poster, is pretty much impossible to get. But yeah, like if it's a, a physical thing. I miss the hunt and I like mm-hmm. being able to, it's it's a reward to be able to buy this thing which is crazy. So there's there's really only two Toys R Us in my area mm-hmm. without having to drive like a ridiculous length. Right, right. Me and too. And both both of those were they didn't have any more of the land speeders. So at 125? Um, no, just period. Oh. I didn't I never saw one. Uh, in either of the Toys R Us's that are close to me. So we had to widen our search. Um, <laughs> and we ended up, I'm in Orange County. So we went to LA and there uh, just randomly we happened to go in and there was a land speeder. They actually had a stack of them. I think there was like eight left and mm. they were going for a hundred bucks. I know. Crazy. So, yes. And, I I know the answer already, but I'm going to ask you anyways. Have you sat in it and rode around in your land speeder? Yes, I have. We took it in the backyard. I could only go <laughs> a little bit. My legs obviously can't. Like I, I've seen pictures of people uh, sitting in it. Like they're they're scrunched because they're adults, but I can't quite do it. <laughs> it's yeah. I'm gonna have to go to yoga for a year to sit in there. Yeah, or I just won't be able to get out once I get in there. But uh, yeah, so I keep my legs out and push the gas pedal with my hand and steer. And oh yeah, that's what I have to do. <laughs> yeah, but it's very cool. It I'm I'm very oh happy gosh. that I got it. Like uh, and that it, it came it's down so, so much. much fun. Like I really there's there's not a lot of open space in my house that I can mm-hmm. actually do it. So uh, like in our mid level in my house, there's uh where there's the most open area, but still it's like 
I can't even do a full like a donut in it. I have to. It's like an Austin Powers yeah. who's trying to turn around in that stupid cart. <laughs> so where where do you keep it though? Is it just sitting there off to the oh, side? So that's what I was gonna say. Even if you don't use it, it is like a really, really well designed mm-hmm. piece. Like it looks really good. Yep. Um, so I'm trying to figure out like but it is large, it's the only kind of yes. issue. Um, like if if we can figure out a way to like put it on a permanent display in an area or something. Yeah. Um it's yeah, awkwardly it's, shaped it's, so it doesn't fit like right up against a wall or something, you know, like it you, yeah, you kind of want to see all jets yeah. coming out of the side and stuff. And you want to be able to see around it too and stuff. So we were going to take it upstairs cuz we have that big office and I was going to just put it in, you know, on display in the office, but I'm like I know people are going to want to drive it if they come. <laughs> so we're keeping it downstairs for now, but we'll see where it ends up. Yeah, that's the collector. I will say doesn't the collecting thing become sort of like a sickness? I, like, I'll just think, I kind of want something. And then it's, like, turned on, you know? Like, I have to now oh, it's the find worst. this thing. I have to keep so, checking Target. Similar similar thing that happened recently. Uh, I don't know if you knew this before I posted it, but I love The Rock. Mm. And he, no, don't be like that. You should love, everybody should love The Rock. If you don't That was like an him, inquisitive, hmm, not a hmm. negative. Yeah. Don't make me defend him. Don't make oh, me. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, I'm i fine with The Rock. You're he, welcome. So he... <laughs> dumb. He, <laughs> he, he's got a deal with Under Armour, and they just released a new shoe of his. So I, um, I think they released it on Memorial Day. So like first thing in the morning, I open up my phone and jump on there. And I didn't know this. It's apparently it sold out in 30 minutes. So I just happened to wake up at the right time, turn my phone on and go immediately to Under Armour because I knew it was releasing that day and I was lucky enough to get a pair. Um, But it's the same thing. Like I knew they were coming. So in my head, I was like, you know, I have to have these shoes. You love shoes. You're big on shoes. I, I like shoes. Uh, but I'm so I'm not like a crazy shoe guy where I like a, I think they call them sneaker heads where <laughs> clever it's the it's the equivalent of fanatic yeah, in, this, yeah. in the shoe world where I don't have like closets and rooms dedicated to shoes and I don't collect them every shoe that I buy I ha- have the intention of and I do wear them um, <laughs> and then like once it's not like you know a, a true sneaker head will get them like. That's yeah. the equivalent of yep. collecting Star Wars toys. Is yeah, they yeah. collect sneakers. Like keep um, a pair nice in the box and like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so for me, I I like shoes. I just I don't have a huge amount, but I do like them, and yeah, I, I wear them. I guess a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. This is all good right. Stuff. Smooth, smooth. Let's just let's just keep on going. Let's. I let's... have a funny shoe story though. If you're, are you done right, with that? Let's go. Let's go. Oh wait. So those shoes though, were they super expensive? Were were they? No, priced? they weren't that bad. They weren't. They were reasonably priced for like a, I don't know, air quotes premium like athletic shoe. Um, it was yeah, it was very very reasonable. But unfortunately. And I was super sad about this because they sold out. They run a little bit bigger. So oh. the shoe is like, it's, I can wear it. If if it was meant to be like a an everyday casual shoe, 
no problem. Just slightly too big. But because it's for performance and like, you know, athletics, and this is something you're supposed to wear in the gym as a cross trainer. Oh. It's like a little too big. Too where loose. It would, yeah, it would not be a good idea to do like anything strenuous or running kind of crazy activities in these shoes. So Hey, do you wear those Pozu uh, Star Wars shoes much? Um Pozu? Pozu? Pozu, right? Pozu? I, I have no idea how to pronounce it. But okay. e, I probably wear I've got two pairs. So I've got the black and the red. Mm-hmm. I probably wear them like maybe once a month. Are they so, comfortable or is it just fun to wear because they're Star Wars? As stupid as it sounds, I like to save them for a special occasion. Yeah, see? Sneakerhead. So it's like, so when I saw Solo, this is so, I can't believe I'm such a loser sometimes. I believe it. I believe it. Uh, it's, it like, it means nothing. Nobody in the world would notice except <laughs> for me. I would but notice. Yeah. Like I wore, so when I went to see Solo, I wore my red pair, I wore Star Wars socks, Star Wars shirt, a jacket with Star Wars pins. And like, it's, I'm going to see a freaking movie and I feel like I, I in my head, it, this, oh, this makes sense. Like, no, I wouldn't think, wear these shoes to this that's movie. That's good. See, here's the difference. Here's the difference. You have a physical presence. You look like you go to the gym. You know, you're tall and you're built. And uh, so if you wear go that on, kind Jared. of... Yes, go on, Jared. Go on. I'm holding back. If you wear those kind of things, it looks like cool. Like, oh, it's Star Wars guy and cool oh, and no. stuff. Now, I'm short and fat and Asian. <laughs> if, if I leave my house wearing all go my... Go on, Jared. Go on. <laughs> wearing all my Star Wars stuff, that looks like a cliched joke. So that's uh, what I mean. Good for you. You can pull it off. And I think that's the big thing is whether you can pull it off. Because they have those Kylo Ren shoes out now. And I'm kind of debating those. I also like the solo ones they put out too. But I didn't know if, you know, if they're expensive and then shipping's going to be oh, expensive. The, sh- so. the solo ones are... are- I think those are cooler than the the Kylo, Kylo ones. Yeah, the, the solos Kylo are one, pretty subtle, though, don't you think? It's like yeah, that's why yeah. I like them. Like mm-hmm. the ones that I have are basically a, a converse, but instead of the star on the side, you've got the rebel symbol. Yeah, right, right. Um, and yeah, for the solo shoes, if you don't know Star Wars, it just looks like a really you know like a interesting like a design yeah, shoe yeah, design. Yeah, exactly. And then the uh, Kylo one's kind of, I don't know, for me, I think it's kind of obnoxious because it's just, you have, in order to get it, you have to like put them next to each other and actually spend time looking at it. Otherwise, but that's kind of why just, I like it too. Like it doesn't say Star Wars on it. It just like, I know that it's Kylo Ren shoes. Again, yeah. this is the difference. <laughs> if, if, if Jared wears Star Wars stuff, it looks goofy. <laughs> it's like I grabbed my shoes from my uh, parents' basement and headed out. So. I want to show you one more thing. I'm going to turn my video on. So if it gets wonky for a while, I bought something else that I shouldn't have bought, but it was on sale. So let me turn awesome. on my, here, I'll give you a sneak peek. Oh, sounds beautiful. Doesn't it? Hold on. Hold on. Let me enable camera here. Oh, it's the green one. Luke Wait, did Skywalker. you get it from return of the Jedi? Did you get, um, was that from Toys R Us? Nope. Uh, Where'd you go? Hold on. Let me turn or is this an online purchase? Uh, it's the sound effects. It's all about the sound effects. Oh. That's what I love. Uh, no, you know those uh, in the mall? We have a little janky mall here. You know how there's always janky malls? Um, yes, I'm aware. Yeah. 
That's so, where the Hello Kitty or the Sanrio store was for me growing up was in the janky mall. Racist. Uh, okay, so <laughs> you know they have that puzzle calendar toy store that pops up usually around Christmas. You know, oh, it's just like in the center of the mall. It's not even sometimes in a it's in the store. center, or it'll take over like an abandoned, st- you know, an empty store yeah, for the season. Yeah, yeah. So it's one of those. And at this janky mall, this one has never gone away. It stayed since Christmas, but it looks like they're getting rid of everything. So this thing was like fifty percent off plus Ooh. an additional like twenty dollars off today because it was like up. Star Wars stuff. So it ended up being like 60 bucks or something. For oh, so um, why didn't you buy like seven of them? Because <laughs> I felt so guilty buying oh. just the one. So, so you have two now, right? You I have, have Darth Vader. Yeah, the Darth and Vader and Luke's. the green Luke. I want a blue Luke, Ugh. but I thought I should get I the think, green while it's so cheap. I don't think they make the blue Luke anymore. It's, yeah, I don't think so either. It's Ray's lightsaber now. Oh, stupid. Um, I think I saw it in the store at Disneyland, and it's it's on the box. It's, they call it Rays. I will favorite. say I like this Luke one better than Darth Vader's. The, it's really substantial. Like, it's pretty heavy. It's longer, too, right? Yeah, it's way longer. Like the hilt. Um, yeah. The, the only thing I don't like about that one is, like, there's a little bit. There's, like, copper or gold in part right. of it. Yes. I thought this is the stupidest thing. I, like... <laughs> It's too flashy for me. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need that Jedi bling on your lightsaber. But huh? it's funny because I really liked Mace Windu's, but not, but just because it's purple, not because of the hilt. Mm. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I kind of want to display these, but uh, I, I can't figure it, it out. Come, they come with that weird, like, plastic. Yeah, what is that? Handle thing that I don't even know how to, like, you have to mount it on a wall. Oh, is that what it is? Oh. The saber's supposed to, like, balance perfectly on there. But it's, Ooh. I don't know. It's it's kind I, of unfortunate because you got me the Kylo Run one, mm-hmm. and I have Luke's blue one. Uh, and they just lean up against the wall until I want to, like, play with my lightsabers. So yeah. there's not really a convenient way to display them without putting I know, I, too much work like i i it, people want to pick them up too and so i kind of hide them because whoever comes over always wants to touch everything and i can't stand that <laughs> it depends it depends on who it is you know like some people will just start bashing crap with it and i don't <laughs> i don't i don't ask i just bash it's yeah fine. <laughs> yes exactly anyway that is uh some of the things that I've been oh, buying, which is out that's of, so exciting, it's out of control, out of control. That's really cool. All right, I, yeah, I'm bummed out that like I think maybe ten years ago they had like all of the lightsabers out, and the going price at that time, brand new, was like a hundred bucks, and you could get it on sale like regularly for probably like seventy to eighty. Yeah, yeah. And they had all of them. There was uh, Palpatine's, Dooku's. Um, Yoda, like every single Jedi that had screen time had a lightsaber. Did they do a crazy Darth Maul one? Yeah, they have a Darth, the double-sided Darth Maul one. Crazy. Um, I feel like you, maybe not anymore, but I feel like I've seen it at the parks. Oh, before maybe. Um, but yeah, they like for a while within maybe since Force Awakens came out. Prior to that, they didn't sell any. And I was just so bummed out that I never got one. Yeah. Um, and then I, f- 
within the last maybe two years, I saw one hanging at Target. I was like, oh, I have <laughs> to get it because I was bummed out. I missed out before. And now I don't know if they're going to re-release some of the well, older ones. Mm. Like even Kit Fisto had a lightsaber that you could buy <laughs> for a, like on screen. He had a hand like maybe three scenes or there weren't that many, but he had his own lightsaber. All right. Anyways. We we always get stuck on Star Wars. Like I we know, already had. I know. We've already dedicated three two episodes. plus hours yeah. to it yeah. this past month. So let's move moving right along. Um, okay. Tasty time. So this one we I think we shared yep. tasty time for this month. It wasn't planned. You nope. just when these opportunities come, you cannot pass them up. That so seriously, we went on the exact same day, not planning oh, to. Did- Go. I didn't know that at all. Yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> but what made you go that day? Because it was kind of in the middle of the week, wasn't it? Wasn't it like a Tuesday or something? The hot now sign, Jared. Uh, Duh. <laughs> <laughs> Were you on your own for dinner that night or something? <laughs> <laughs> so everybody knows this. If you know me at all, every Wednesday I go to a movie. And the movie this week... I decided to go to a theater that I usually don't go to. It's a little bit further away. But in the shopping center, they have a Krispy Kreme. Mm-hmm. So, and when I pulled up uh, to park for the movie, I parked really close to the Krispy Kreme and their Hot Now yep. sign was on. So, of course, I walk in there. And on the door walking in, it had their new uh, donut flavors, which are what's Cookie. the brand? What's the brand? Oh, Anyways, it's there's three cookies, like, you know, the cookie package cookies um, <laughs> that, that they made. I don't know. I'm trying to describe things again, which I should never do. Um, but anyways, there's they had a Nutter Butter. Uh, Chips Ahoy. Flavored yep. donut. Chips Ahoy and Oreo. I'm going to. So I'll go first. Yeah. I'll, I'll go best to worst and then you give me yours. So Okay. Well, yeah. In my opinion. By far, Nutter Butter was the crushed the other ones. Yes. I don't, it wasn't even not even in a close race. I would agree. I, I'm a huge peanut butter fan, so if it's a peanut butter flavored thing, you're probably gonna get extra points just because I love peanut butter so much. I really did not care for Chips Ahoy. So Oreo's gonna go number two, and Chips Ahoy is like by far the worst one. Now I Oreo, didn't have the Oreo one. Was it what was it? Oreo wasn't that great. It just wasn't bad. It was like a meh kind of donut. Was it it, filled? Yeah, I think all of them were filled. The Oreo one, so with Krispy Kreme, I don't really like their their frosting, their their cream. It's not cream. They're filled frosting, so it's not like a custard. They do a really, really sugary frosting in the center for some (laughs) of the donuts. Yes. Um, and it's too, it's too much for me. Yeah. Like, it's like a joke. The, um, so the Nutter Butter had like a gooey peanut buttery centered filling. It wasn't like a frosting, like a sugary frosting right. on a cake. It was just kind of like a peanut butter ooze. <laughs> um, and that was great. And then the Oreo <laughs> one had like a cookies and cream flavored frosting. Oh. That was a little too sugary for me, but I love Oreos. So that was good. And then the, the Chips Ahoy one was like I don't know when you bit into it was your chips ahoy cookie just like powder like it just turned to dust when I bit into mine well cuz there was all that topping like crumbled cookie topping yeah it was kind of weird uh, to me it just tasted sweet 
Like it just, yeah. that's all you could taste. I, I didn't even think they could have called it anything. I wouldn't have thought it was a Chips Ahoy thing at all. But uh, that's such a generic flavor anyway. Like it doesn't make sense to make it a, a donut. Yeah, I think they're just banking on the brand recognition. It's like, this is a sweet thing that you like. Now try it on top yeah. of our sweet thing. That Absolutely. And it worked like. and it worked. I bought them. So it worked. But I yeah. went in because they had the blueberry glaze, actually. And they wait, only wait, do these whoa, like. Whoa, whoa. Before we go there, oh. you're a huge Oreo fan. Why did you not get the Oreo donut? They didn't have it for some reason. They oh. had the other ones because I was looking for it in there. Oh, man. You should have started a riot. I know. Right there. Started flipping right. trays of donuts over. Uh, right, but go I, on to your disgusting blueberry. Do donut. you not like blueberry donuts? Jared, I don't fruit, do fruit. But you do fruit in things. You just don't do I do, fruit I do, but up. I don't I don't like I'm not I would never do a blueberry glazed donut. Okay. Uh it was it was uh, pretty subtle. It was like a regular glaze, but it's like slightly blueberry flavored to the glaze. Uh yeah. it, but it was fine. I their glazed is my favorite thing at Christmas. Oh, yes. I don't really get much else when I go there, but for like a fast food donut place, uh, that's what I'll call this one or Krispy Kreme. Like I think Krispy Kreme is the best. Yeah, for sure. Like if you want to go to the kind of the hipstery donut shops, the one that we went to in Costa Mesa, mm. Sidecar Donuts is the still my favorite by far donut place. Period. But Krispy they, Kreme, they are really serious good. donut people, don't you think? Sidecar, like they're not fooling oh. around. They're not goofing off with their donuts. And um, you know what's crazy? They've been open for years. Still, almost every single day, mm-hmm. they have a, li- a line that's like out the door through the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they are they are still by far my favorite. Over Blue Star, over any of those nutty donut places, uh, definitely the, the, the well, best donuts I've had. if you play your cards right this weekend, Jared, we might have our tasting yes. time set up for June. Fantastic. That'd be great. Well, there was something else I was going to say about the donuts. Uh, anyway, uh, anything so, else? Oh, that, rank yeah. rank yours. We didn't get your ranking. So oh, you I would throw in blueberry instead of Oreo. Okay, so I would say Nutter Butter for sure top. Same as you, like by far. That would be one mm-hmm. I would maybe even get again uh, if they had it. But then I think blueberry is second, and then it doesn't really matter after that. I didn't have Oreo <laughs> and Chips Ahoy was at the bottom. So, but again, yeah. I don't get their filled stuff. And I will say this: Dunkin' Donuts is terrible. Do you agree with that? <laughs> Um, I've been there once and to be honest, I don't remember if like how it was. And I think that's enough for me to not like, it wasn't good enough to be memorable. So yeah. I figured it, yeah, yeah. I, I probably don't care to go back. Every time I go, I'm like, why do I come to Dunkin' Donuts? I don't go very often. And we just got them back uh, in this area again. We had, they were gone forever. So uh, there's but- a couple that have popped up around here as well, but you know, I'd probably rather just go to like a mom and pa kind of donut shop. Yeah, we there's a Winchell's by Disneyland that we go to sometimes just because it tastes like your childhood. Like, yeah, it's that not, one's okay too. There's, yeah, there's a bunch of those around. Um, but yeah, Krispy Kreme, if in that category, is definitely the best. Hot Krispy Kreme, yeah, definitely. All right, are we moving off of donuts? Yeah, let's. <laughs> And that was this month's Tasty Time. No, not yet. I did my cereals. I had my cereals. All right. Keep it going. Golden Oreo cereal was the big winner this month. Um, uh, Regular Oreo cereal. I know you had that. Did you like that? Yeah, I liked it. Okay. You're not a fan of the regular one? 
Uh, it's all right. I but golden. I like golden Oreos better than regular Oreos too. So I like the vanilla. It's not a very strong flavored cereal, but I did like golden Oreo very much. Nilla wafer cereal. Eh, it was just, just okay. Sounds boring. Well, it's funny they did it to be banana pudding. Nilla wafer cereal. Mm. So you got that artificial banana flavor coming in. And that's real uh, touchy for me. <laughs> I hate yeah banana flavored things. You know what's Pl- funny? Yeah. This is so. <laughs> I don't like fruit, but I'll eat bananas. I will eat fruit-flavored things, but I hate banana-flavored banana things. things. <laughs> Why bananas? You'll eat a regular banana, like just a banana? I don't... I have no answer for you. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Okay. I think that's about it for, for mine. I did some Oreos, too, but yeah, so many Oreos. Anyway... If, so Jared's a crazy Oreo guy. If you care to know about his Oreo adventures, follow him <laughs> on Instagram. Check out all of his stories. I think probably once a day he'll eat an Oreo and talk about it. Yes. What's next on your list? So, okay, we talked about this kind of in the last uh, episode. We're winding down for all of your releases. So if you don't follow us on social media, Jared and Squared Co., we've been bombarding you the last few months with posts about new Squared Co. products uh, designed by Jared. Mm-hmm. And we finally we finally released all of them. A lot of the stuff sold out, um, but there are a few designs left, a few pins um, and a few prints left of Jared's from this mad release that we had of his uh, you also added some Star Wars stuff uh, to the to the shop uh, recently, which we talked about on the last show. But um, go check those out from Chris Sakara. Is that was? Did you see his pronunciation? <laughs> did he say something about it? Yeah, or he like did. He, he gave us a, a pronunciation, a phonetic oh. spelling. I believe that's <laughs> it. I probably still screwed it up because I didn't I'll, write it down. I'll uh, st- I'll just let you handle that name. Anyway, you got the you got the flying falcon enamel pin in there. Is that soft enamel or hard enamel? It's hard enamel. And then you also have a, a sticker pack, the the yes, Star, Star Wars, Wars destinations. destinations, which is really great, really nice designs, and you can get those in the store now too. Yes. So if you aren't already um, a part of our email blast, mm. be sure to go sign up for that. Uh, there's a tab on the Squared Co website that'll take you to. Um, where you need to go to sign up and be added to our email list. Um, But the benefits of that are um, for some of the stuff that sold out for Jared relatively quickly, um, I would say the majority of the people, if not all of them, that were able to get something before it sold out uh, were email subscribers. And the reason for that is we give all of our email subscribers an email blast the day before a new product comes out with the exact time that the items will be released the following day. So yes. uh, if you aren't following us and you like some of uh, the Squared Co. merch and you missed out on some of Jared's stuff, be sure to go sign up for that because if you're listening to this, it's too late. But <laughs> um, we had a, a super popular item of Jared's come out in April that sold out really quick. Um, And we were actually going to hold off on a small number of these for Decon this year. I'm talking about the cute aid pins. We did the mystery packs. 
we were holding on to a few for decon, but we've got some more exciting uh, product coming up that we want to develop and we'll be selling at decon this year. So we're going to sell all of the pins that we had set aside for that, for this cute aid um, design. So there's a very limited number, um, but if you're listening to this, today is the release date for these cute aid pins. Mm. And this will be the very last opportunity you have to get these. So if you bought a few before um, and you're missing out on some for the collection, Go check out the store. You might be lucky uh, and be able to pick some up. Are these all the flavors? Is, is like glitter in yes. there too or, or no? So all of the flavors are available. Okay. Uh, there's no guarantees on which ones you'll right. get. Right. It's still a mystery pack, but yeah. But for this re-release, we're doing an even more limited, do we have a name for this? No. A, a get them all pack. So <laughs> the complete sets. The complete set of all of the cute aid packs will be available for purchase. And on top of that, we're gonna throw in a signed print. Um, so the print is the front of the packaging turned into an oversized print. So it's an oversized version of the packaging mm -hmm. uh, and Jared will be signing that. So if you buy the full set, you get this print that you can't purchase and it will be signed by Jared. So yeah, so if anyways, if you, we're hoping to complete a set. There's a very, very limited number um, that will guarantee you a set. So we're saying the full set plus the signed print that you can't get anywhere else, you can't purchase. <laughs> Go check out the Squared Co. site, click on the Jared tab, and it'll take you straight there. Very exciting. I, I didn't realize that's where you were going with this, so I apologize for sidelining your, your <laughs> segue there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all right. So that's, um, yeah, and I mean, even if these cute aid pins do sell out again, there's a limited number of all of his products. They, I think over time, everything will sell out. Um, so if you are interested in anything that is left over in Jared's store, definitely jump on that because all of your stuff is limited and mm -hmm. we will not be restocking. Right. And we will be adding another thing that was previously sold out. The, you know what I'm talking about, Jared? Happy Underpants. Yes, that's it. So um, this will be the final time that we have the underpants pin available. So again, if you missed out on this the first time, jump on this because uh, this could be your last opportunity to get this this pin design from Squared Co. and Jared. We're cleaning out the warehouse. We're making room for the new product. <laughs> Everything. Yes. Let's go. Yeah. So we've got some fun plants that we're working on for Decon. Um, but in the meantime, you've got some great product from Jared that you can get. Um, but that's enough for merch talk. Let's move on to this. Okay. Yes. I'm super excited of, that this happened. And it's such like, if you look at the, the overall experience, it's a very, it's like 30 seconds, but it's what's he talking a, about? <laughs> it's over a two hour, like investment of time mm. so what i'm talking about is the uh ducktales ah it, i don't know what you call it experience um anyways scrooge a lot of ducks traveling vault or whatever it is right yes so if you are a disney fan and you are paying attention to the d23 news um or you're on instagram and follow certain people you may have seen this 
they ha- it debuted at D23 last year. Mm-hmm. It is a it's a, a little experience that they debuted there where it's bite-sized replica of Uncle Scrooge's vault or money pit that he swims in. <laughs> so the this is so cool. There's like a little diving board that goes over a pool of gold coins and the walls are painted um, to look like the walls of his vault. Um, there's different characters on there and the once, so this is literally like childhood dream stuff coming to like to real life. It is so cool. <laughs> I was so, I'm so happy that you sent me this link. Otherwise I would have never known about it. Um, Jared sent me a link to this saying that this was going to be in Southern California. Again, I live in Orange County. This was going to be at some outdoor mall in LA. So it Mm. was over an hour drive for me just to go do this (laughs) and then an hour drive back. So it's over two hours of commuting time for this, like, and then waiting in line for probably 20, 25 minutes. Yeah. I was going to ask you, was there a crowd there for, or just, so I tried to get there as early as possible. I think it opened at 10 or 11 Mm -hmm. and I think we got there at like 1130. And I was so excited to go there and you go there. It wasn't a huge line. There's probably 15 people ahead of me. Uh, Cause I don't know if it's sad, but like kids don't seem as interested in the cartoons as much as they were in our generation. I know that there's a lot of cartoons coming out, mm-hmm. but I feel like they don't have that like draw and um, interest in them like they did when we were younger. Well, I um, think that's so accessible now that it's not special to to watch these. They can watch them anytime, all the time. Yeah. You know. They don't have that fandom attached like uh, our generation, I guess. Um, but anyways, it was so cool. Like when I go there, when you're at the mall and you're getting closer, <laughs> this this was probably just driving the workers crazy. But they have the theme, the new theme song on loop. Oh my god! So it's like it, they didn't have the the lyrics. It was just like the music playing. Yeah. But you can hear it. I'm like, oh my! Like you know, you uh, once I hear it, I immediately like perk up and start getting like excited and <laughs> like I'm just trying to find it. I finally find it. The artwork for it was really cool. I mean, it was just pulled art from the show, but I actually really like the new design, yeah. which can be somewhat of a controversial topic if you don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I happen to like it. And so it's cool to see that plastered on big walls. And then once you go to the other side where you can actually see the money pit, they had on the perimeter of like the pool where you can jump in was kind of little Easter eggs from the show. So... On one of the corners was a physical version of Scrooge's Lucky Dime <laughs> in like a glass case. Uh, and there was like a treasure chest there. There were a stack of dollar bills with a, a duck on it. Um, the coins, I they looked, I don't remember what if they had a specific look in the show, but they looked like they, it would exist in this in Duckburg. Yeah. Um, so a lot of like the little details were there, which was really cool. And then, so once you, it's your turn to go in line, the way it works is they have a built in like photo. So you don't have to have somebody on the other side, like recording you or taking your video as part of the experience. They take like a professional photo for you 
And it's so cool because they have like six different cameras positioned at different angles. So once you jump in, it'll they'll all take your photo at once and it produces a little gif that's kind of like the matrix where mm-hmm. you stay in the same pose and it rotates around you. So you, it looks like you're, you're, like you're frozen. frozen. T- yeah. yeah, you're frozen in air and getting like, not a 360, but like a 180 view of you <laughs> jumping. Um, and it's cool. I asked, like I wasn't sure. It's not a huge pool, so you can't do like flips or anything crazy right, dangerous. Right. They specifically said in probably like three different areas, no diving. Mm-hmm. Um, so I asked if I could do a cannonball into it, and that was my my jump. Um, and like no problem. Like it it didn't hurt. So if you guys were wondering if it hurts to jump into a pool full of money, it doesn't. Um, it was a lot of fun, and it yeah, it was it was awesome. I'm super. What were the coins though? Were they uh, like soft they coins were, or they were oversized um, coins made of? It was probably just a shell um, of plastic, and then the inside was hollow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was like a, a like a soft kind of squishy plastic. And did it cost money to do it? No. So oh. you just go, I think you got to give them like your email, you know, the typical right, right. kind of sign up stuff. Um, but yeah, you just wait in line and on your way out um, by giving them your email and everything, I got a souvenir duck bill that makes <laughs> this fantastic noise. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. What is so, it? Is it like a kazoo or is it like a duck bill? So the rest of this episode, I'll be talking in duck only. Oh, good. Can you see it? Yes. Oh, that's not annoying at all. You know, it's funny because only Donald talks like that. Well, the nephew's a little bit in the original show, but not not in the new one. But only Donald has that awful duck voice yeah 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 that's true uh well i'm glad you were able to go to that i i keep underestimating how much you like these ducks i i didn't know that so when i saw that i'm like oh you might like that uh, i'm glad you thought oh i might like that um (laughs) i actually growing up i loved darkwing duck was my favorite Mm. and i think it's because the toys like yeah. There weren't really any DuckTales toys growing up, but they had a Darkwing Duck toy line. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had, I didn't have a lot. I specifically remember uh, Megavolt, Darkwing, and Launchpad, and maybe one like random vehicle. I think his, um, not the the flying ship, but his motorcycle. So I think that gave me a stronger connection than DuckTales. But now as an adult, if I were to watch them, I think DuckTales holds up better than Darkwing um, Darkwing Duck does. I've always liked the design of the Disney ducks and they translate very well to dimensional toys and and figures and things like that. So I could see that to me was the appeal of Darkwing because Darkwing came on. I mean, DuckTales was very old. And even when they ran it in Disney afternoon, it was reruns of what had originally aired in like the earlier, earlier in the eighties and stuff. Yeah. Uh, But Darkwing, I think was contemporary at the time. Did you watch that? Was that Disney afternoon when you watched it or did you see it after the fact? Uh, no, I watched Darkwing, I think during its original airings. I mean, 
I don't know if there are new episodes when I was watching it, but mm-hmm. I remember it, like it was a new thing. Yeah. I think it was early 90s. Yeah. Right? When, yeah. Yeah. But I remember, um, yeah, that was, I think it was because I was like the perfect dem age for that. Like, sure. Uh, and it had the toys. So I had a, a bigger connection to that than um, a lot of the other. Right. Or the other, the DuckTales. So you had quite uh, the Disney month, uh, if we are including the first part of June here. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but on top, so I, what I want to, before we move off of the DuckTales thing, I love that this is becoming, I love and hate it, that this is becoming a thing, like these photo op experiences, because <laughs> social media is so strong, um, like a marketing tool for these brands. A lot of companies and big brands are trying to figure out ways to, you know, air quotes, free marketing, but it's, um, they're trying to get you to take a picture and share it with their friends, a a thing of their brand, right? Mm -hmm. So the free part is that they're not pushing it really. It's you pushing it with your friend or to your friends, but they have to pay to produce it. Um, But it probably is a smaller amount in the long run because they're not paying for ad space or oh, airtime. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and, it, and it might now with the new generation, it might have a even bigger, better and stronger impact. I don't know if I shared this with you, but I would love to be able to design some of these like photo op experiences. So it's, it's really cool that it's becoming a thing um, because not only do I get to live like childhood dreams and fantasies of diving into Uncle Scrooge's money pit, it's just more opportunities to produce this sort of work. But yeah, it's it's really it was a lot of fun, and you yeah. should be jealous that I did. I, I yeah, the the Scrooge <laughs> McDuck thing is very cool, and I think because it plays into uh, you know something that you like. Same thing, they did some really good photo ops at, at Disneyland for those Star Wars nights. Like it looks like you're in the trash compactor. Uh, like oh, cool. their actual like photograph, kind of a photographic thing. So it looks a little bit more realistic than just sort of mocking something up. Those kinds of things are fantastic. Uh, the mm. things I find troubling are like that museum of ice cream where that seems to be, <laughs> that's all that that thing was, right? Wouldn't you say? From what I've seen, I didn't go. I've just seen the photos from yeah, it. I, so I went and mm-hmm. it's... That's all that it was, wasn't it? Like it's just a photo station. photo ops. Yes. And uh, like there's there's not even really an ice cream element to it. Right. Which was disappointing. You do get, I think in the first room, you get a very, very small... Maybe even a spoonful or like a like a small, small, mm-hmm. small cup that's like a couple spoonfuls. And then at the end, they had like rotating desserts. So like, you know, this week it's this type of thing. The next, yeah. next week it's this dessert and every other week they switch it. So there wasn't even that much ice cream and it wasn't – they weren't even that good of photo ops. So the reason you go there is to share – these photos saying that you were there, but the things that you were sharing weren't even that impressive. So, well, it's just so you can be in like a pile of sprinkles or, you know, like, like that's, that was cool. The, the sprinkle pool was cool. Um, and actually, I don't know if I shared this with you. I don't even remember when we did this. Maybe it was within the last month, but I did the, the equivalent of museum of ice cream. There's a new one. The color actually, 
It's called Candytopia. Mm. It's like the Museum of Candy. But we actually have a connection here. This is a, like a personal friend right. is the face for this company. And this is a little bit cooler because they're actually, it, it makes more sense. Everything in this is made out of candy. Yeah. So they have um, like the first room that you walk into is classic pieces of art like redone in candy. So mm-hmm. there's like a Andy Warhol, the Campbell's soup in mm-hmm. all the different color um, done in like jelly beans. Right. And then there's the Starry Night done in, I'm not remembering these properly. Snickers. Like sweet tarts yeah, or something. I don't know. Yeah. So like, and it's, uh, it looks really cool. And then they have giant statues of the Sphinx um, done. There's, a room that has like animals that are all made out of candy. Um, so the whole thing, it's similar where every room is a different kind of theme and photo op, um, but it's all connected and like made out of candy. And their, their big finale, they don't have a sprinkle pit. They have a marshmallow pit. Oh, and this was even better because it's way bigger Mm. and it's so soft that like, (laughs) In the sprinkle pit, it's not that deep, um, and you can't really jump or fall into it. This marshmallow pit, there's thousands and thousands of marshmallows that are maybe like four feet high in this pool. So you can comfortably jump into it without hurting yourself. Um, And like you can throw them at each other, and it's not going to hurt. Like it's a fun – that was awesome. Hmm. You are on a timer for that part, so you can't – like you're limited. Hang out. Right, right, sure. Um, and you can't move backwards. So once you go f- past, like you get basically one opportunity to do the marshmallow pit. Um, but it's that was really fun. I tend to want things to be branded, which, you know, that's my probably my negative. Like a, a candy thing, it sounds cool. Like I would like to see that thing uh, more so, I think, than the ice cream thing. Uh, but they, like, instead of candy, I'd want to see, like, a reproduction of the Willy Wonka thing. You know what I mean? Like, I always want it to be tied to something for me. Like, that's always the way in. Yeah. But uh, this sounds really cool. And I did hear a little bit about this and saw some of the pictures. It looks really nice. Like, it, Yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's it's difficult for me to talk about because I have to be biased because it's a friend. But it is way cleaner than yeah i was gonna the museum, say it, museum of ice cream was it looks fancier like more put together instead of like it's definitely more polished yeah because um, the ice cream went to me always look like if you go beyond that instagram square it's it's oh, nothing it's just, <laughs> you're kind of you're not wrong yeah um but i mean yeah the beyond the instagram thing is just another room or something it's mm-hmm, not mm-hmm, it's yeah. pretty contained um, but would yeah, you want to so, do that? Would you want to design something like that? Like that's I would, the new so thing, it seems. I I, I don't want to say it out loud. Be, not that anybody listens and can do anything with it, but I have a an idea of something I would love to be able to do. Oh um, well, don't don't say it. I'll tell you off air. But yeah, yeah it's it's around some one of these kind of experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, yeah, so, I mean, starting small. I think if we do. Or as we do more events, I'm going to try and up our photo op game. Mm-hmm. So uh, last year at Decon, it was very entry level where I just did... Um, gallery, like a wall space. 
We did the gallery and then I had the oversized pin designs on a stick so that you can take pictures with. And then, yeah, so this year we're working on something really cool for Decon. So stay tuned, everybody listening to this. Mm-hmm. If you're in the Southern California area in November and you're able to, you definitely should check out DesignerCon, not only for the convention itself, but specifically for the Jared X Squared Co. booth. <laughs> nice. That's our branding. Huh? I like it. And it's <laughs> well, in Anaheim this year, so you can go to Disneyland too. So you have no excuse yes. not to go. Yeah. There's only good reasons um, to go. I will so. say I still want to do a photo op place where it's famous television sets recreated and you could just come in, take your photo on the Seinfeld set or the Brady Bunch house or the friend's coffee shop and then you just move on. You know what I mean? Like you pay so much. Get your great. Photo oh, so it's just a bunch on. of like uh, TV recreations mm-hmm. or scenes. Yeah, because yeah. I think that would be. I've always wanted to be able to do that to like walk in on a on a set like that, and just have a picture uh, from that set. But well, if you're looking for like a photo oppy thing, it's not going to be the the actual set, right? You can't have well, all of these. Yeah, but I mean, you could recreate <laughs> it. Like we did. Like the Warner can, Brothers tour had that. I, friends they have set. the friends thing there. yeah that's pretty did you cool do that? don't you think uh we did, did it you do a, the- uh, we did it a long time ago when it was brand new and they wouldn't let us go in the area <laughs> you could just look at it oh yeah now i'm i think i've seen a lot of people yeah, take pictures sitting on the sitting couches and yeah yeah i've never i've never done that maybe we should plan on doing that next time you come come down we did see the big bang theory set when we went for the filming and like everything's so much smaller than what you think it's going to be like it looks tiny when you see it in person oh yeah it's it's pretty impressive what they're able to accomplish with like little movie magic tricks yeah yeah anyway lots of things so in the world the last disney thing that we did was i got to go and experience club 33 yet again, again. yes very exciting um so they, for this summer, they're doing, um, it's all tiki themed. Yeah. So did you go for lunch this time? Yes. So I went for lunch this time. Um, and do you want to talk about what I saw? What else I saw in the in the shop? Oh, in the shop. Yes. Tell us. What did you see in the shop? So in Club 33, Kevin. they have, they, <laughs> <laughs> I saw Kevin there. His, um, they have exclusive merch that you can only buy in 33. So the majority of the stuff will either have um, like the Club 33 logo yes. or their the door, the 33 symbol, like the address uh, door number. Right. But they have they do have two exclusive 33 uh, phone cases. And right next to the case, they were promoting this service where you can custom order or custom customize your phone case with a name yes uh and the artwork on this custom phone case was jared's illustration yes very jared's work is now sold at disneyland inside of club 33 on display not even as like you can just buy it it's on display in there i'm gonna post a picture so it'll probably be up it's the one you sent me actually so i'll post that because i've been meaning to do that i just haven't haven't done it yet um before you go on i had no idea give uh kevin a thank you yeah (laughs) so the the sample is kevin right (laughs) was there any significance to that 
that you know? it was just showing that you could um put your name customize on your name on it and the name for this example was kevin so <laughs> thank you kevin i don't know why we're thanking kevin he, he would have taken it if it was this yeah <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I had no idea that was going to be there. So uh, that's pretty exciting to know that it's in there. That was from the D-Tech store that used to be where the home store now is now. Yeah. Next to, yes. to Wonderground. So I don't know if that service has just moved somewhere else uh, or if it's I just. Would, I guess, I'm guessing that they're going to have that service or technology anywhere you can buy a phone case within the parks. They had it at that Star Wars launch bait for a while too, but I don't know if it's still there. So um, yeah, I'll have to check it out. Oh yeah, I remember in the gift shop. So anything different though, this visit to 33 that you didn't notice previously other than the food or was it pretty much the same kind of thing? Did you go in the lounge this time at all? I saw you're not allowed to go in the lounge without a guest or they ask you not to go in there without a guest. I just wanted you to say that. Yeah, yeah. I snuck in there just to peek around. Uh, I didn't spend a lot of time in there, but it, it's, it's the design in there is way cooler than the the dinner side or the very much normal. so. They really like it's pretty freaking cool. So you go down this hallway and like I don't know. It's just it it's so there's one like transformation or like a not transformation transition. Yeah, there's a transition from the normal parks to this Club 33 area. And I talked about this last time, but that one wall, like it's just a wall. It's just a door, but it feels so much different on the other side. Like <laughs> in the parks, it's super busy. It's hot and sweaty. There's tons of people around. Yes. It's loud. And just on the other side, there's like a sense of calm. It's like coach it's not and first as loud. class. Yes. It's yes, it's amazing what this one wall can do. And then there's another separation once you go into the lounge area. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, I'll have to figure out a way to actually spend time in there. But um We would yeah, love was, to see was, you in there one of these days, Marks. I'm telling uh-huh. you, it's wonderful. <laughs> okay. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it, again, it was a really fun experience, um, and I hope to make it back in there again, and more specifically on that lounge side. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the lounge to me is like, that feels more like what I thought Club 33 is going to be. The other side is very nice. Yeah. It's very fancy. It has that kind of old-fashioned Disneyland feel to it still, like fancy Disneyland, but the lounge feels... Uh, just different. Like it's a very different atmosphere. So, um, I, I'm, I feel so lucky that we've been able to experience that. Cause I know a lot of people don't, I know a lot of people want to, and, uh, you know, it's always through, uh, it's always through somebody else getting us in there. So I'm always grateful for these people who, oh, who yeah. do that. So, you know, it's, it's a treat. It's definitely a treat every time I go, it's never like, Oh, club 33 again. So, well, it feels like it because you've been there so many damn times, Jared. Ah, it's always it's always a pleasure. And then there's the one in uh, California Adventure too. You got to get into that one too, just to check it 1901. out. 1901. So I didn't know this, but they so there are the I don't know if it's the same if they call it Club 33, but there's the equivalent of 33 at some of the other parks. Mm-hmm. They they don't have one at any of the Orlando parks. It's coming. Um. Do you know where the other ones are and if they have a different name? Tokyo has one. Um, I think they're still called Club 33. Um, Walt Disney, uh, 
the Magic Kingdom is getting one. Uh, I think Epcot's getting it, actually. I think. I could be wrong, and people could be screaming their heads off right now. But there is one coming very soon to that one, if it hasn't already. Um, and I know, uh, I would guess, one of the other parks has, Shanghai or Hong Kong has it. I can't remember who. I'm thinking Shanghai, but I'm not sure exactly. So, But oh. I, it's very different, though, I've heard. The, the atmosphere is, is very different than than it is here at Disneyland. I don't think it's quite a thing there yet. Yeah, what else? The other thing I heard, um, I was asking our waiter all these questions when we were in there. If you have a membership at 33 at Disneyland, it's not the same as, like it doesn't transition over to the other parks. Mm-hmm. You have to have, a, you have to buy a membership to every single location. But I think you can make arrangements. <laughs> oh, I, I'm, sh- I'm sure you can. Yeah, Once, if yeah. you're in that little, if you're in the Club 33 member list, um, I'm sure there's ways to do it. But yeah, you don't, you're not automatically a member at all of them if you remember at one of them because i'm one of the guys that i met at the at the club uh travels around to all these parks just kind of endlessly like just if you terrible life gosh i'm like that's that's (laughs) what i want to (laughs) do i just want to have that money that you can jet off to these parks and go visit them for you know a couple days and then come back and not work sounds great yes that's that's really um the only interest i have in traveling is to go to all of the disney parks yeah i know you mentioned that but um yeah specifically i really want to go to shanghai they have so much of my merchandise there like i really want to see that like i want to go there and look at a store and see watch people not buy it yes yes (laughs) (laughs) that's my dream Uh, goal all right that's it for this month. Wow. We didn't even talk about movies. That's pretty good. Uh, well, we did talk about Solo for almost two hours. Did you see that crazy anime movie, though? Do that real quick, and then we can wrap it up. So Lou Over the Wall yeah. is what you're referring to. I did see that crazy anime movie. <laughs> um, so it, what I, I love anime, traditional animation. Um, it seems like... Anime is really the only type of animation that's producing feature length films anymore, huh? which is is both sad but also nice because we it hasn't died completely. Yeah, but this was anime can go so many different ways, and this was one of the more like obscure, kind of silly, nonsensical. You mean two um, D animation? Is that what you mean? Like. Oh yeah, when I say traditional, I mean yeah, 2D yeah, yeah. Okay. animation. Um, yeah, so anyways, the the quick rundown of this uh, story, again, it's called Lou Over the Wall, L-U, um, and it takes place on, in a small town that's on the water, so it's like a beach city, um, and there's a wall that nobody's supposed to pass um, that goes through the water because like mermaids live on the other side and hmm. supposedly they're evil and will eat you. Nice. So that's that's the story. Um, one of the boys ends up befriending a one of the mermaids. Uh, and for some reason, all mermaids have a fascination with music. So this mermaid that a boy becomes friends with is like the lead singer of their band. <laughs> and if, th- if this isn't weird enough for you already, the mermaids aren't evil, but if they bite you, you turn into a mer person. Nice. In one scene, there was a bunch of dogs like 
stuck in a pound that wanted to get out. So <laughs> Lou, who's the the main like the lead mermaid character, she goes in and bites all of the dogs in the pound and they become mer dogs. Nice. <laughs> nice. So I mean, it's just weird a bunch of weirdness thrown together in a some sort of a, a loose storyline. Yeah, um, it was um it got kind of a lot of attention, I guess. I don't know if it was a hit in Japan. It was or a fun so it it was a fun movie, but it was weird. One of the scenes and I don't know if this is a regular thing in the world, but <laughs> there there was um one of the scenes was like a a festival or kind of like a a party in the city and as part of this festival there was an event that was they don't talk about it at all in the movie which is leads me to believe that this is a regular thing in parts of the world but just in the background happening there was a race and the race was a bunch of people on office chairs so they're racing on you have to be seated in an office chair and you're like going down a hill and pushing yourself on an office chair like that is your yes mode of transportation is an office chair huh well, i haven't if, i haven't heard of it if it is a thing like it it's i don't understand it, it had nothing to do with the story it was just happening in the <laughs> background but they cut by it a few times and i'm like what the hell is happening? Like <laughs> singing mermaids that bite people isn't weird enough. You have to throw in a, an office chair race. I, it, it was a, again, it was a fun movie and I love being able to see um, traditionally animated movies on the big screen, but this was so bizarre. Yeah. I um, missed it here. I did want to go see it. Uh, but I, it, if you have the opportunity to see it, I, I would recommend it. Um, but yeah, it's kind of ugly. Like it's not cute. It's not that studio Ghibli kind of cutesy. No, it's not super, super polished. Um, yeah. And, yeah. It was, it's kind of loosely animated. Yeah. I guess is yeah. The best. But I, I don't know if that was a decision or like, uh, they, uh, didn't have a big enough budget or there was a time crunch or what, but mm. yeah, it was, wasn't like a super polished. Interesting. Um, well, maybe Netflix. I'll, I'll wait for Netflix or something. Yeah. Like if that. you, if you have the opportunity, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say go out of your way, but it's, it, it's not a terrible watch. It was fun. A fun quirky movie. All right. So, so being it, bring it all back around full circle. We started this off with our anniversary talking about community. Yes. And we're ending with community. So oh, he's got, something. I'm going to ask, uh, if you're listening to this and you like us and want to support us, please refer a friend to the Squared Co. podcast. <laughs> if, you're, if you are a creative and you get something out of this, whether it's just entertainment or some weird tidbit about Star Wars that you didn't know before, or when we have a guest, because certainly it's not coming from me or Jared, mm -hmm. you get some information that's actually helpful or beneficial to you in your creative endeavors. I'm sure you have a friend that isn't listening that you can refer this to. So please, uh, we're trying to build a community here. We have uh, the new squared co-create hashtag where we're trying to get engaged with artists. 
Um, but another way to help us out is to refer a friend to the Squared Co. podcast. Absolutely. And leave us feedback. We'd love your feedback. What do you prefer? Do you prefer the guest episodes? Do you prefer when we talk about specific things, uh, yes. the pop culture stuff or the, the career stuff? Uh, we'd love to hear what you think because we have no idea and we're just kind of having fun. Uh, but if there's something specific we can address, we'd love to be able to do that. The next show that we are working on is uh, is going to focus on freelance, working freelance as an artist. Um, so for that, if you have questions that you want us to, uh, to address or, or topics you want us to cover in that within that subject matter, post it. Let us know and we'll answer it on the show. We'd love to hear if you have a very specific idea of what will help you. Yes. Um, and we started this early on and we kind of fizzled out, but leaving a review for us on iTunes. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to read, start pushing this again. And we mentioned that we're going to do random giveaways. I'll, I'll update that. So we will do a giveaway for every 25 reviews that we get on iTunes. I think we're, we're over halfway there for our first one. Um, we're in the teens for our number of reviews on iTunes. When we hit 25, we'll randomly select one of the 25 reviewers um, and we'll give you a prize. We don't know what that is yet because we're not close yet, but <laughs> we are close. So um, yeah, please, we really appreciate you listening this far and through this many episodes. Uh, but yes, please, like we said, refer a friend and give us some feedback. We would yeah. really, really appreciate it. Absolutely. The only way we're going to get any better is by listening to the few of you that do listen to us um, and keep your suggestions in mind. So, uh, all right, that's enough rambling. Yes, we'll have to edit this one down quite a bit. <laughs> yes, no, but thank you. Thank you so much for listening um, and helping us get through one year of podcasting. Uh, we haven't announced this officially, but I'll say it now. We're going to, at the very least make it through a hundred episodes and it's up to you guys whether or not we continue with that. So if you want to hear more, if you want to hear episode 101, <laughs> start sharing this podcast with your friends. All right. Again, enough rambling. Thank you so much for listening. That is it for today. We'll see you later. We met at a con selling art that they Talk off your ear for an hour, but great, you'll enjoy it, you know you will. Meet new guests, hear them share, and new things about squares, well, not really, it's topic-based. Grab a chair, get online, raise your headphones tonight for another new Squared Co. Podcast. The Squared Co. Podcast with Mark Morris of too. You know what he'll do. Draw cute things with contrast. The Squared Co. Podcast.